Okay, let's turn our attention now to the complex landscape of the Ukrainian conflict, from the military operation to the enduring spirit of Ukrainian civil society in the face of relentless Russian aggression. For more, we're joined by journalist Rodion Krasnovod, who's in Lviv in Ukraine. Rodion, great to have you here on Ticker. Talk to us about the current situation and what is happening there at the moment. Uh, so for now, we are still in a rather difficult situation because we are uh, trying to uh, offensive on different areas and the front line is uh, rather long uh, from north to uh, south side and uh, we trying to um, um, take a road to um, Black Sea, Azov Sea and um, we are fighting against um, a big um, military country uh, which has um, um, planes, uh, different types of missiles and uh, in this case it's um, rather difficult to go uh, to their position without the planes and um, we see that uh, Russia now are trying to keep all the position uh, what they have uh, took in uh, first months of uh, their invasion and um, they have uh, some areas like Avdiivka or Kupiansk or Krimina, uh, which they trying to take, uh, but they have no success now. Um, as I see, it's more political uh, offensive for them uh, than military, um, because this is very very small uh, villages, cities, and. Um, Russia have to show that they are trying to take something, but they have no success. Talk to us about how the Ukrainian liberation of the left bank of the Dnieper region uh, in the Kherson region is, is developing. What's happening there at the moment? It's one of the most interesting um, uh, things which is uh, going on on the front line because uh, some months ago uh, we even uh, couldn't dream about that because it's rather difficult and Dnieper um, um, River is uh, very big. Kherson um, region is divided by Dnieper River and right bank are under uh, control of Ukrainian armed forces and left bank is occupied. But for now we have a small platform which is uh, in our hands and uh, we're fighting there very well. Today, I saw some reports from Russian side, from the uh, propagandist uh, journalists, and they uh, told that it's very difficult to keep that area uh, for, for Russians because Ukrainians are very well organized. They have uh, contemporary uh, type of uh, weapons like uh, FPV drones which helps uh, Ukrainian troops and um, they have to live uh, kilometer by kilometer uh, going out and for us it's very important because we see that we have opportunity uh, to go closer to Crimea mm. uh, to get close to, uh, to both seas Azov and uh, Black Sea. Talk to us about the situation and the risks of Russian missile attacks on Ukrainian critical infrastructure. We've watched helplessly over the past year and a half, or nearly two years, of course, as the Russians have continued their assault on 
Ukrainian infrastructure. We've seen concerns about nuclear power plants. We've now seen the power going out across major cities there as well. How has Ukraine been able to manage this, to deal with this, with, of course, the help from NATO, the United States too? What's the situation with the critical infrastructure? So uh, everyone remembers uh, how it was last year when every night uh, Russians uh, sent um, hundreds uh, of missiles for critical infrastructure in Ukraine. And we uh, remember it. And for now, we uh, prepared more better than last year. We have anti-aircraft systems uh, with help of uh, foreign countries from uh, USA. And uh, for last three months, there was no shellings uh, like last year because Russians are prepared, want to be prepared for this uh, winter. To, uh, they will try to destroy our uh, critical infrastructure uh, to make people afraid, to make people um, um, be in a bad mood, uh, to impact on internal political situation in Ukraine. And Rudy, I if think I could, sorry, just interrupt. Have... I just want to get your thoughts on that. It's interesting you mentioned that. That's where I was about to go. Ukrainian civil society, how does it develop in the context of brutal Russian aggression? I mean, for, for many people, as the years go by, life has to go on. If it can go on, what's it like? Um, a lot of IDPs from uh, February of uh, 2022 moved to the west part of uh, Ukraine. Some of them moved to other countries, but those people who lost their uh, houses, uh, some of them lost families, they um, gathered together. They um, are trying uh, to uh, help Ukrainian armed forces. Uh, so I can say, uh, can say that we are all together now um, and uh, society yeah. is gathering uh, more and more closer. Uh, yeah. Sometimes in Twitter or Facebook, we see that um, we have some um, like um, emotional conversations, but, but in reality, uh, all of us are volunteers now who are working to, for frontline to help in our soldiers, yeah. uh, our militaries uh, to win this war. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you so much for that, Rydion Krasinod, who's in Lviv, Lviv there in uh, Ukraine. Thank you so much for your time.